0: Welcome to this episode of Founding Prague Podcast. This is Alex and today we're finishing the topic of dating. In this third episode, we touch on the topics of how long should you date before you get married, who should do a first step in the relationship, discussing some stereotypes in different cultures, talking about importance of forgiveness for yourself and much more. We hope you will enjoy it. Let's dive in.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. On finding a mentor, finding a pastor, someone you trust. I think it's it's just so important to have other oh have other people involved. And I, I think that that was another thought that I had um, as Alex was talking was also when you're in a dating relationship, it can be easy to like become one track minded sometimes, and I think you can also leave your friends in the dust unintentionally and I think that it's also really important to while you're in a dating relationship also be cultivating your friendships Uh, I just say that from a personal experience that I think of course especially I think I mean I'm sure Alex would say especially when you move into marriage all those dynamics shift and change and some things shift and change when you're dating as well but just to cut out friendships and cut out other relationships uh, I think that that's that's not a very healthy thing either and we need people in our lives we need um, different our family you know we need people and so I think it's also good to make sure as as you're entering a dating relationship that you are taking time to cultivate uh, your friendships the, the good friendships that you have in your life but we also wanted to talk about how long should you date someone before you get married to them? This is probably really subjective. (laughs) And probably um, everybody, also probably different cultures would say different things, right? There's so many different uh, paths you can take. I don't know if there's one way that you could say, this is how long you should date before you get married because... I know so many success stories and uh, sadly some failure stories from two different sides of things. So, but we just wanted to bring that up. How, how long should you date someone before you decide to marry them?
2: In our, amongst my siblings, um, my brother, younger brother, and older sister, we came to agreement minimum two years. Minimum two years is the agreement amongst us. And um, of course, it's not short amount, but I think it's just about long enough for to know enough about that person and be okay with the idea of entering to uh, enter marriage and to study about marriage. Of course, like when you get serious, like probably after six months or after a year, you get serious about marriage and you have to go through a lot of like studying about marriage preparation about marriage and then um wedding ceremonies and all that stuff then after two years that all those things will probably get settled so amongst our sibling and my family i think uh, they settled with two but what about you guys
1: alex's face is like what in the world <laughs> i'm curious what in the world about
0: <laughs> well if you were surprised about two years You'll you'll be really surprised to know we were dating for four years before we got married with my wife. So I mean I did not think minimum, well, he said minimum, minimum though. That years. was his minimum. Yes, I know, exactly I know. So. But um well it's a long time. And Oh, like two years is still a long time, s- you're saying? I, I oh, okay, think, okay. I think. Uh I, I don't I don't have the answer. I don't and I don't have, you know, the perfect timing how long you should it really depends on the relationship and your circumstances in life so when you said you wanted you want to make it intentionally two years you can want whatever you, <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> but it, it could be different in, in your life when you meet actually Ooh. the person and oh, yeah. why i'm saying that it, it was it was four years for for us but it was for multiple reasons First of all, I was serving a year in army in in this one of the years, was was serving in army. Second thing was, again, as I explained, some very complicated uh, things about the church itself, right? And I wouldn't go in all the details, um, but the thing with waiting too long is Mm -hmm. that you have to wait,
1: expand on that Alice. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge. Uh,
2: okay i mean
0: the, the thing is um i don't know at what age you are when you're gonna wait for two years it also depends on i think your i don't know hormones you know your whatever love feelings and and things like that But for this amount of time that you're trying to make yourself wait, you have to wait and you have not to go into physical and that's what's hard because if you really know you're going to marry the person, you're really attracted to them, but then you cannot go physical for two years. I'm not saying it's impossible everything is possible. You can wait for 10 years if you really love the person. I'm saying it's really hard. So the longer you make yourself wait, it will just be harder for both of you to kind of keep yourself in your emotions, you know, feelings and everything just for two years, just to wait for for this, you know, final day when, when you will allow yourself being physical. And it also really depends on the culture and what's allowed by church. Because I know different cultures and different churches approach this thing differently. Mm -hmm. For example, in our church, we were not allowed to kiss or, you know, any other like holding hands, walking together and stuff like that. So if you can hold this for two years, which I'll just say up front, we didn't, you know, we kissed and we... Hold hands and walk together, but blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But um, yeah, that, that's just my point. The longer you have to wait, depending on what you allow yourself to so into. So, what would be your recommendation? Recommendation? Of what? One year? Six? Six I months? I think
1: it's. It just totally depends. <laughs>
0: on it really it. depends on what's your situation in life. Like, yeah. what are your plans for your life together, right? Like, if you want to, for example, if you want to have a place to live and maybe it will take your time to mm-hmm. to get money, you know, to then buy or rent a place to live together, for example, right? It, it really depends on your future plans. Some people are like, I see him, I like him, I'm going to marry him. Three months later, like, they're at church getting married and then moving half-room apartment somewhere in dorm, right? That's that's one way to do that. And there are other people that are super rational that say, well, I need to wait until I'm at least 27, and then I need to be responsible enough to have a job, to have a place where to live, where I can bring my wife, and so on and so on. So it really depends on your situation Mm -hmm. in life, what you think is acceptable to to do in your marriage and I think
1: really to come back to what we talked about at the beginning finding out those things about yourself and that person your values your desires your goals in life um and finding asking hard questions I, I know we were talking about this earlier too like uh asking each other questions about kids about politics about you know some of the, the harder things that maybe we don't always like to talk about because they could clash, <laughs> you know, what, what happens if they clash? So I think timing also can depend on how quickly that process can go, but also it's circumstantial. I have um, some acquaintances, they dated for eight years. Now they dated, they started dating when they were really young they were good friends before they had realized, oh, we actually have feelings for each other. They're like, we don't want to do anything about it right now, though. And then they started dating <laughs> after that and they dated for eight years. However, they had a really interesting relationship where um, like one would go to a school somewhere in another country or, you know, they did a lot of long distance stuff as well, which comes with its own set of challenges, I think, but also maybe mitigates that issue that alex was talking about where you're not near each other so (laughs) maybe it's easier with the physical things but i don't know about that um yeah the distance
0: is is completely other thing right like if you are very far from each other then there are completely other Other issues that you can have have Mm -hmm. to face Mm -hmm. but again one more thing that could prolong your time is for example if you're studying or Mm -hmm. you want to finish right
1: different things in your life that you're doing
0: and i know people that are like I want to have a kid first year I marry right but if you're trying to finish your uni or whatever and then you want to have kids you know it it really depends on Mm -hmm. what people prefer in their life so I don't have an answer how many like should be a month two five years or ten years but it it, what I'm trying to say it really depends I'm just saying waiting for a long time is really hard just just for physical reason just this simple thing, right? And there are multiple other reasons why it's really hard to wait and for a long time. I
1: think that part of it comes down to trusting God too, you know? And again, inviting God in that process with you. I was thinking of a, a good friend of mine and how she saw this guy and felt like God said, hey, go introduce yourself. Well, a week later, they were talking about getting married. They got engaged three months later. They they were engaged longer than they dated for. And um, now they're just expecting their first kid and so it's been really interesting to watch their process and but it was really with God in the middle of it and I think um, again just bringing it back to is Christ in the center of your relationship and I think that that needs to be on both sides that you're that again we're talking to Christians here so if you're not a Christian and listening this might not be be something that applies to you or that you think of that will apply to you. But uh, for, for those who are claiming to be Christians, I think having Christ in the center of your relationship and that he's the center of your world and that other person's world. uh, And I, I love the analogy that I think my youth pastor gave us of the triangle of if Christ is the top point and you and that other person are the side points if you are going towards Jesus Christ, you're going to naturally grow closer to each other. And that might be over a three-month pr- period of time. That could be over an eight-year period of time. But I think it's really just um, being sensitive to, to how God is leading you.
0: But what I think is, is important and also good in the two years you mentioned is that you have really enough time to again know a person uh, understand who they are see them in real life situations and understand their kind of directions in life their their values um, and you can discuss all of these things so on on the other hand not keeping it too short has its benefits and again as miranda said you never know right you might know Person for five years and then split apart and decide you don't want to spend this time with them. You might know a person for a week. You you might get married and you're happily ever after. So there is no one pill or one you know happy proper answer to that question. It's it it should be up to you and the partner. But definitely you shouldn't speed up things Mm. and you shouldn't you know hurry up yourself into relationship and marriage. Uh, you should give it proper time. But how much time is that? It will depend on you and Mm -hmm. your partner.
1: I think another factor to that of allowing maybe a little bit more time is that you might be able to see that person and yourself in different contexts. So for instance, uh, you're not always going to be alone together. So seeing how you are with friends together Uh, maybe there's an opportunity, I don't know, I went on a missions trip with one of my boyfriends and that was a different context because now you're in a situation where you need to take orders from a leader. You need to uh, be outward focused and not just focused on yourselves. You're doing a job together and so you're seeing how is this person going to react to this thing? Do I like that about that person and their character? Because they might be one way with just you And then a different way in a different context. So I think allowing for maybe a little bit more time creates space for you to see how that person might react in different situations. And I think being intentional about putting yourself in different situations is also maybe a good idea as well so that. Um, you kind of have a better understanding of what you you might be committing to. Uh, Of course, there's not always always that opportunity, but I think that it is a good practice to do in a dating relationship and can be really, really helpful in understanding yourself, how you react to things, um, but also understanding that person and and their character. You know, what have they truly built inside of them? Because you can talk all you want. (laughs) You can talk all day long about your values, but... You know, as humans, it comes down to our actions as well. And so seeing how someone reacts and what their actions are like uh, can really be a huge factor in deciding while you're dating someone, is this somebody that I could see myself marrying? You know, it could be as simple as the fact that, you know, you see that they don't ever take the trash out at their mom's house. And you know that that's a huge, you know, that's a silly example. <laughs> but, or,
0: or how they talk to their person, yeah, their parents. sorry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I think finding different contexts to be in is really 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 great too. Yeah, I think we
3: refer to it as the honeymoon phase at the beginning of a relationship is when everything's new and you have feelings and it's so nice, but to give it time to actually yeah, progress into different situations where you see them in real life and see if it's actually um consistency that they can maintain that it's not just you know, at the beginning of a relationship, you want to impress the other person and so you do all these things, but... You put to act- your
1: best front forward. Yeah, exactly.
3: And then, you know, like, I'm not a morning person, so, like, if I'm never around them in the morning, then, you know, they'd never have to see that side of me. But, you know, if we do something together in the morning we or, you know, go to church in the morning or something, like, to, even just that small little aspect of seeing, okay, how does this person operate? And, and can I, you know, vibe with that? Like, it's just... A, it's a small thing, but there are there are... Um, small aspects of life that it's add up they add up and especially when you yeah if you do get married and you move in together and you realize all these things that you didn't experience before because you'd never yeah saw them in a different context so I think taking the time to get past the the honeymoon phase and and see them in real life and not just yeah when it's just the two of you together, Oh my gosh, he's so great! You know when we're just out on dates, but like when you're ar- around his family, like yeah, how does he talk to his parents? How does he treat your friends? How does he treat your parents? There's, I feel like there's a lot of different things that can. Or she, or she. How I'm, long? I, I'm, you know. <laughs> how long
2: would you think the honeymoon phase lasts in the dating?
3: Sean, I just so many of just, this is contextual. Like it really depends who on the knows? People. <laughs> who knows some people.
2: I mean, like, I guess, like, the honeymoon phase was a little bit confusing in my brain because, like, there's a ho- also honeymoon phase in like marriage also. That's so. the actual honeymoon, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is there such thing as a honeymoon phase in the dating? So that's why I asked. So I was like,
3: yeah, that's it's go? something that, like, I don't know if that's if that's referred elsewhere, but like in my group of people back home, like, that's what my my family always so refers have to a it as the honeymoon phase, phase
2: in dating, and then you go to the honeymoon <laughs> phase of marriage. You have double honeymoon phases. probably have a
1: honeymoon phase of maybe (laughs) having a kid at some point. (laughs) Maybe not when you're super sleepy and tired and going.
0: Yeah. Uh, One thing I think uh, even even from the previous talks we had and um, today what I hear is uh, you're trying to test the person in all these situations before you kind of go on with him in life. It's, it's all great, and, and, and it's it's good you want to do that, and you should do that. But also one thing to keep in mind uh, about dating, just in general, uh, people are not perfect. Yeah. So, That's true. Um, although... <laughs> you would want to find the perfect person that reacts to you perfectly when you are not a morning person I don't know whatever you imagine didn't your wife also test you quite a bit yes she did did, (laughs) Uh, what I'm trying trying to say is yes it's good to see people in all these different situations yes it's good to figure out if he doesn't do something right that you wouldn't like in, in the future but one thing you need to keep in mind while dating someone is he's also a person the same as you are and he has in his imperfections or she has her imperfections and the most important thing is or a question you should ask yourself are you ready to live with that person's imperfections so because good. if you are as every one of us is imperfect if you are trying to find a perfect person you would never find it so it will never result in marriage if you, it's that what you're going for. But y- you need to give yourself this boundary of explaining to yourself what you can live with, it, with and what you can't live with in, in the future, right? Yeah. Because that will be a breaking point. If you find something that you can't really live with and then you marry the person and then you have to struggle with it all your life, it wouldn't work. But on the other hand, if you understand and, and you are accepting the person's imperfection the way they are, you kind of love them for who, who they are. And even in these little things, you, are, you love them for that because that's what makes them them, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the good sign that you can move further with the person. Mm-hmm. And also another thing, people can change. So, if he or she does something you don't like, you can discuss it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's better to discuss it before you marry. So, then mm-hmm. you know... Amen oh, to that. Yeah. So, so then you know <laughs> in the future, like, if he or she would be willing to change this thing, right? And and then you can move, move with this. Because if you are, again, if you're married and then you discover something you don't like and it's a really big thing, you know, it's, it's too late right now. So... Mm-hmm. It's really good to test the person. It's really good to see where he lacks from your perspective in certain things. People can change. They're not perfect. Like these two things you need to keep in mind.
1: That's so good. That reminds me of the verse from the Bible, Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. And I think that that's such a good reminder to Alex to really come down to the point that we are human, and that there is no perfect person in the world. The only perfect person that ever walked on the face of the planet was Jesus Christ Himself, and what He did was He forgave us and gave us an opportunity to uh, be in a in a right relationship with His Father, with Father God. And so, I think that you know, if we're talking about this and the model of Christ that Christ has for us is to forgive one another, and I think. Yeah, if you're entering into a relationship or you're in a dating relationship, you're in a marriage, whatever stage you're in or you're single, it doesn't matter. This applies to us, that we would be kind and compassionate to one another and forgive us. Christ forgave us. And again, I think that's, you know, that's not always just doing that in your heart. Sometimes you have to talk through things and work through things as well. Like I'm not saying, oh, you have to be perfect and just forgive everything, you know. But it, it's a process, and I think that, um, but it's also a command that that's the command to us that we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to forgive, forgive one another. And I, it also is just kind of making me think, too, of um, forgiving yourself, too, for things. Because I think, again, going. I'm realizing that you're you're also not a perfect person and Christ has forgiven you. And so sometimes, you know, I've really beat myself up over things that I had done in, in my past relationships. And that can also be really damaging to, I would say this is really vulnerable, but to some of my future relationships or a future relationship for me is that I can't get over some of the things that I've done, you know, and so actually being able to take christ forgiveness and forgive yourself um for things as well and yeah i think that that's really really important when you're looking at dating
2: in this modern age definitely i do think that Girls have more opportunity in the past, than the past, to uh, ask the guy out. But I don't see that much as <laughs> I see in the movies or in the media. And I still think there's, like, a huge ex- expectation for a guy to ask the girl out. What do you think? It's,
0: it's so weird. Um, <laughs> when, when I was, I think, it, it's embarrassing to say, but probably I was, like... 13, 14, maybe 15, I don't remember. But there were girls, it was a time, no, no cell phones yet, only the landline. And we had only one phone in our home. And there were girls that were calling me, trying to like pursue me for a date. And the problem was, I was talking on a phone for like hours. And what my parents were saying, it's the constant phrase it's not appropriate for a girl <laughs> you know to, to reach for a guy why do, you, not why do
2: you think your parents
0: said that well first of all i was 15 right like it's it's crazy second of all they needed a phone to be free because it's the only <laughs> way to, to to call someone right um and third of all i think they were right because at that age if a girl pursues you it's creepy, uh, it's, uh, probably, and she wa- I think they were older than oh um, that's another what? that's another topic, that's but that's not <laughs> that's just another topic, but uh, what I'm trying to say it it really depends from what culture you're coming from and what era you're coming from, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like the the time I'm coming from, it's definitely not okay that a girl makes a first step, yeah. it's definitely not okay that a girl pays in a restaurant and, and all these things, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of things has changed now. A, l- a lot of things of gender equality and so on and so on. So now people have different views of, of on many things that were a norm before. And it also depends on the culture, right? The more conservative countries have different views or people go, coming from that countries have different views than than. A, western world
2: what happened to me a lot of the times is that the girl would nudge me so that i would confess to her they continue to just flirt with me constantly i'm like i'm not interested in you (laughs) and how can i tell you that in a,
1: you just I, tell them I, that.
2: <laughs> in a way I did tell them they, but they I still did stop, like they yeah. they just they, they don't take no as an answer in a way they just well, it you can't so, generalize it. <laughs> no, I mean like no, I mean like the girls that I've seen that go who have been nudging me to like confess to her are have been those type of girls which was. W- w- in a way i have no choice but to general generalize it because like that's my experience in my life so when, it's been when, weird when you know.
0: you're young and hormones are there uh, it it will take a person anything you know to make you she was trying to make you like her right mm-hmm. so that's the tools available for her or like thoughts that are available to her when when she's trying to reach or like t- doing this thing she's not thinking straight when she's doing i this mean
2: we need working. your guys's opinion about this because like i okay. was talking is so, not yeah, that productive i, I about think this, this is a
1: really <laughs> interesting topic about who should be like the pursuer quote-unquote in a you know when you're starting a dating relationship the girl or the guy because I would agree with you, Alex, like a lot of things have changed in maybe a lot of the Western culture about how, like what, what's acceptable, what's not with the, with the gender equality, yada, yada, all those things. But I think it's, it's curious though, too, when you think of it from a biblical perspective, I've done a lot of thinking on this one. I, I don't Ooh. know if I have, a I don't know if I have a solid thought, <laughs> but we'll see if I can convey what I think. But Somebody once said to me, now again, this is a total generalization, so there's always the exception, but if it's always the girl pursuing and starting something, will then the guy be able to lead them spiritually in the relationship? And I think that that's, okay, maybe that's, you're reading into like so much into that, but if it's always the girl that makes the move and that's you know, doing all these different things, like, will then, why would the guy then step up into the role of, of leading his family? Um, And of course, there's different perspectives on that too, right, of how a man should lead their family. So then there's that question as well. Um, What is actually, what does that look like to, to be a a godly man that, that leads your family? Because I think there's, of course, there's co-leadership, there's partnership in all of it. So there's many layers. I feel like that's going to, that opens a whole can of worms. But I think that's an interesting thought. I I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I think. I've seen both and both work. I, like I mentioned the other, just a little while ago, uh, about our my friend who, she made the first move, right? She was the one that initiated, hey, like, you know i like you and whatever. So i, uh, I think that that there's both
0: i think it's important to mention what you mean by pursuing. Mm-hmm. Because making first step and pursuing a little bit different.
1: Yes, this is true.
0: You know, you can you can you can This is true. You can make a first step in in a way that wouldn't be disrespectful disrespectful f- yeah. for a man yep. their perspective you were talking before right and and again it's not dis- disrespectful to make a first step from the girl's perspective but there are different ways you can do that mm-hmm. you know so that's why i'm well, asking and, and, like, and i oh, think that it's it's really important to set this like, yes what that's do you so true. mean by yeah. pursuing
1: because that's true i think there can be something that happens maybe where the guy has no idea if the girl is interested or not. And so when a girl makes a move first, maybe it lets him know, hey, I can pursue this girl. She's interested. So in that in that respect, I'm like, OK, that makes sense, you know, but if it's always the the girl trying to set up everything, you know, asking the deep questions, uh, trying to find the the root of things and per, in that pursuit side, right? Right. Um, always paying for the meal or you know like whatever like I think okay maybe that that's not like the best scenario to be in but to to clarify or I guess to say that yeah I think that there is definitely room for like maybe a guy has no idea and they don't want to be the one to like first put their heart out and when they don't know how she's gonna react right and it's almost like saying yeah like you can you can pursue me or or whatever but i definitely think there is an element of i'm maybe a little traditionalist in this i think there is a, definitely an element of them of the man pursuing the woman i think it's very biblical um
0: yeah when when you were talking we we're just starting talking about that i, I started uh, trying to like scroll in my mind through bible and find the the examples on when women were pursuing men in bible Nothing popped straight into my mind. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, <laughs> Esther. <laughs> 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 what did she? Need? What Esther? How did she, I mean, Esther pursue? Well, king. kind of, but
3: yeah, it was a king. It was uh, no, kind she of a joke. was <laughs> taken
1: to the king. Are you kidding me? She volunteered for her like. And also, it was not volunteering, but it
3: was a joke. Uh, it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> Crop this out.
2: This was a joke.
1: <laughs> Waving my flag. This was a joke. <laughs> I mean, like.
2: Ruth, w- this Ooh. is true. Bruce, there Ruth, there you go. Yes. Ruth, what, what the Ruth, yes. Ruth made. Ruth, yes. Definitely the girl.
1: Y- do you want to explain the story,
3: Amy? <laughs> yeah, just. Um, yeah. The story of Ruth is that she goes to work in the fields, fields of a man named Boaz, and well, actually, her mother-in-law was like, "Hey, go work for this guy." And yeah, then, I think
0: I think there was a bit more to the story, right? It it, it wasn't straight going on for you know. A line to a guy. Th- there was a, a background of a story. I think, True, there.
3: that was the 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 pursuit. The, the
1: well, you have to well, tell the whole story though, for those <laughs> who don't know it.
0: Continue, a- Alex. You're just no, you know not, not mean, coming in. I, I just remember that, that it wasn't straight. You know, oh, I should pursue a man and then going for it. Right? It's it's not that. I mean,
1: it,
2: w- it was
0: like here.
1: We need really to tell I, the story for those listening that don't know the story. So.
3: So the story of Ruth was that mar- um she was married and then her husband passed away and so she moved with her mother-in-law to her mother-in-law's town and her mother-in-law said this man Boaz is a good man you should go work in his fields and so then she started working in the fields um with him and um she, she so I guess technically she made the first move she and did. then he started to like Mm-hmm. He, he favored her so he left like you know Oh, yeah. leave extra grain for her and, and her mother-in-law and then the mother-in-law was like oh this is a good dude this is what you should do you should go to the festival and be like
1: yo i need you to take care of me and so then that's and, then- kind of and the, the way that <laughs> she did it was yeah she uncovered his feet and slept at his feet and was like basically like will you be my covering like so it was kind of a bold move from what i've heard in the context of their culture back in the day, I don't think that that was a normal thing to. Well, not she could normal. Have rejected yeah, too. she, she could have. I think that that definitely was her making moves, and he was in on it too, though. Like you said, he left the grain for her. There was, there was something going on back chemistry. and forth. <laughs> there was some chemistry going on, maybe. <laughs> but, Who knows?
0: There, but I think there is also important thing, and I'm not like I don't want to bet on it right now. I have to refresh my mind on that but i think what's uh, playing an important role there is importance of when your husband dies especially in the jewish culture yeah your relative yeah. the relative of the husband should take you as a wife uh, under his kind of protection yeah i think there was something related to that in this story so mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. was Supposed to, or he was a close relative to. to he was.
1: The, he was a distant relative he, or, because or there like, was someone closer that yeah, technically yeah. all should the have brothers been. were supposed to take her, but yes. they all died yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so what I'm trying to say, it wasn't like a straight, totally a line. random. Uh, she was never married. It doesn't have anything yes. to do with culture. She's like mm. sees the guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. makes a line, and then you yeah. know does all the moves. So, so it's it's a little bit more complicated than yeah. just. And, For, but I. I, I mm.
1: I definitely think like as a whole, if you were to look at scripture uh, as a whole, it's an outstanding that the, exactly. the male would be the pursuer the you know, but again, there has to be that both side. And I think, that, again, there's so much more to a relationship. It's not just like the guy just totally leading and bulldozing. Like there's so much teamwork and co-work <laughs> going on, but I think that there is an element of that
0: that i th- believe is important if you're talking about relationship it should be a partnership that's how it was designed by god from the beginning uh, man and a woman should be partners no one should be higher, higher. or lower than another one mm-hmm. but uh, uh but it, uh, uh, w-
2: we're probably going to like further than marriage and, after marriage and yes. who is the head of the family also yeah. like yeah that's, well, a, different that's a different topic <laughs> but different topic. I, do, I do agree that it, in a dating part there is no head in a part but it, when it comes to like marriage uh, there is i am sticking how to is part. that
1: supposed to switch though it is. It, it's you now we're married now the, the boss. Yeah.
2: No, you're not like boss, of course, <laughs> but you're like, when it comes to like decision making, that both couples are having this like hard time um, making a decision upon this one thing that they have to make a decision. Somebody has to make a decision, right? And in that case, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, they can mutually, they're like both uh, asking each other to make decision. In that case, I would say the guy should make the decision.
1: Are we talking about marriage? Or Even in dating? dating,
2: maybe, in circumstances that are, had to be made.
1: Okay, um, we're talking about decision-making, not
2: pursuit. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm so saying is, like, it is kind of slightly tied to the idea of pursuit because, like, um, it, it's like somehow... It, maybe it's just cu- it's like cultural yeah, thing it, it just feels right in a way and <laughs> i don't yeah mean... what
0: you're talking is is your cu- cultural feeling of what feels right because that's what's ingrained in in our brains you know and through through the movies through the culture and, and a lot of things <laughs> i'm not trying to say <laughs> anything i'm just trying to say that what you're talking about right now is just your feeling of how it should be and that's your experience that you bring from your life it could be an example of your parents it could be example of your friends it could be example of people surrounding you and the culture you're coming from it was already said that it's fine for a girl to make a first step yeah, In terms, yeah, of, I totally in terms agree. of reaching to a guy. But we know what, I'm saying, what I'm just saying
2: is like why do I not see this at often as Sean's like, single, by the way. Like, <laughs> he's waiting
3: for you to make a move. <laughs> I think there's also like the stigma no, that not. if the guy makes the move, like he's cool, brave, whatever, strong. But if a lot of times, at least where I'm from, if the girl makes the move, she seems desperate. desperate. And so there's mm-hmm. also the oh, like, you know, okay, yeah, that, that make, kind of that view, make, which is why yeah, sometimes a girl might just give you a nudge, like like okay, for example, I went up to a guy and I was like, "Hi, I'm Amy. How are you?" And he like stuttered over his words as he was trying to introduce himself to me. I'm stuttering over my words, and my brother laughed at him and he was like, <laughs> "Seriously?" And so I gave this guy a couple of nudges. I'm like, "Okay, you know, if you're if you're interested, like, approach me, make the first move. You know, I'm open. I'm honest. You know, blah blah blah. But if you're not, again, and for me because I'm a very um, strong independent woman um i i think it's i also think that it's better if the guy approaches me first because if he's too scared to approach me then what does that mean for the rest of our relationship because Because amy's pretty intimidating i'm I'm pretty intimidating no i'm just kidding no (laughs) (laughs) No. alex is terrified of me (laughs) so yeah it's just that's Again, it's, again, on personal experience, where your experience yeah. was, it, w- it would have been nice if the girl had approached me, but there's also a stigma that if a girl does, it, does the first move sometimes, it
1: can be viewed that she's desperate.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the way, and and sometimes it is true.
1: I think that's another really important thing to recognize as well, is that we all come from a culture, a cultural
0: norm. And, and a experience.
1: And a experience. But there is also an outside culture, which is the Kingdom culture, right? That's Jesus Christ culture, and sometimes finding those, finding what that is, is a little bit difficult because we view it through the lens of our culture, what we come from. And so, I think that with some of these things, you know, especially I think this topic right here. Um, yeah, you go all over the world, you're gonna get different answers. Um, also, with progressive things, you're gonna probably get really extreme things. And with traditional, you're gonna get really extreme, right? And, but then again, we, everything that we do as Christians has to come back to God, what's your culture on this? And sometimes we have to shed our earthly cultures for His culture. Thank you all for listening to today's podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This really helps other people find us and enjoy listening to all of our banter and hopefully discovering something. You can also find us on social media platforms by looking up Youth Praha. As always, feel free to send us an email at youthpraha at icprog.cz with any questions or if you'd just like to connect with us. We look forward to hearing from you.